You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody. It's time for another episode of the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. I hope wherever and whenever you're listening to this, things are going well for you. Well, they are for me, and that is partially because of what we're going to talk about today, and that is selling on ComC. So this is part two of our series on ComC. Last week, we covered buying on ComC, and this week, we're going to have two episodes focused on selling on the platform. I want to start today with flipping. So we're going to talk about flipping today. We're going to talk about submitting cards for sale later this week. But I wanted to start with flipping, mainly because that's how I got started on the site. When I signed up in late 2015, I deposited $10, and my intention at that point was to learn the site, the ins and outs, buying and selling, by flipping some low-dollar, low-value cards on the site. So let's talk a little bit about how it works. And really, when you're talking about flipping on ComC, there's two main options. And one, that is to buy and relist immediately. And then the second option is to buy and relist at some point in the future. Or even buy and relist with the intent that your card sells at some point in the future, not necessarily right away. And we'll get into a little bit more about what I what I mean by that statement. So there's a couple things that I would recommend you consider as you get started flipping. And the first is to narrow your focus as you get a feel for the site. And so whether that's on a particular player who's hot or maybe it's a particular brand uh, set, a particular set that's out, narrow your focus so that you can kind of identify where some of those flipping opportunities might be. I tried both of those, uh, and both worked fairly well, but what was difficult for me was was when I tried to do everything all at once. And so you know, as you start to learn and get the feel for flipping on the site, I would suggest that you narrow your focus just to understand the market a little bit better. And then the other thing as you get started, I would suggest trying to find cards to flip where you can at least get two to three times your money. And so whether that is buying a card for two cents and then getting six cents for it, or whether that's buying a card for a dollar and getting three dollars for it, uh, two to three dollars for it, I would recommend shooting for cards where there's enough opportunity for you to buy it and reprice it and make two to three times your money while still being the lowest listed on the site, especially if you're trying to do some immediate flips. Now that's again not the only way to do it. I'm not saying that this is the only way to approach flipping on the site, but it's it's some of the strategies that worked for me, especially early on as I was trying to get started. All right, let's talk a little bit more about that immediate flipping opportunity. That's what I did early on because I was trying to build that small $10 deposit up enough to be able to cover the cost of some cards that I wanted for my PC. And so my first goals were all on this kind of immediate or short-term flip. And so one of the things that you can do if you're looking for a short-term flip is to sort the listings by recently added. And what that lets you do is identify cards that have just been added to the site. And sometimes when people are adding their cards or pricing them for the first time, they don't necessarily do the the full due diligence on what an appropriately priced card is. And you can identify cards that are very underpriced right off the bat. And so 
if you're sorting by recently added, you can identify some of these underpriced cards before other buyers have a chance to to pick up on that. And you can pick up some great cards for a real low price that you can immediately buy and relist. And since they're still recently added to the site, a lot of eyes haven't been on them yet. A lot of people, the first time they'll see it is what is after you've already bought it and repriced it. And so if you're looking for some quick flips, sorting by recently added is a great way to identify some of those. Another thing that I did was sort by lowest price. And there's opportunity with some of the lowest price cards because people sometimes will just get impatient and try to unload their inventory or unload a card that's been sitting around for a while. And even though this low card, you know, a competitive price might be 15 or 20 cents, they might price it at two cents or five cents or something like that just to get rid of it. And so you've got the opportunity to buy it for a nickel, reprice it for 10 or 12 cents, double your money, and still be the lowest priced on the site. And so if you can see some some particular cards or particular sets that are moving but have this big gap between what the card is, the price is that you're paying, and the next lowest price, that's another way to identify some opportunities for quick flips. And that exact type of thing is what I did for the first year to year and a half or so that I was on the site. I mainly looked for those popular players or popular sets or really low priced cards that I was able to buy and reprice and make a nickel or a dime or 15 cents on. And when you do five or 10 or 20 or 25 of those types of transactions, it starts to add up and you start to build a dollar or $2 or $3 or $5 worth of profit. And when you can continue to do that week after week, it really adds up and and can make a difference and build that uh, store credit pretty quickly. Now, another option that I've moved more into now is the longer term flip. And that's identifying cards that you think uh, may be underpriced in a little bit of a longer term opportunity. It's it's not necessarily something that you're going to buy and reprice and still be the lowest on the site immediately and get that two to three times. It might be something that you're buying to reprice and be your you make your two to three times months or even potentially years into the future. And there's a couple things that I've identified. I'll give you a couple examples of what I'm talking about there. And one of those is heritage short prints. For some reason, heritage short prints on ComC are often not necessarily giving the best value um, right away. Or, or maybe, I mean, for a seller, they're not returning the best value right away. But being that they're essentially short printed, right? There's not as big of a supply out there. Heritage is a big set builder brand. There's opportunity there that eventually you're going to be able to return your money pretty good. And so there's times I'm able to pick up a Heritage short print for 25 or 30 cents and I'll reprice it for $1.50 to $2. But by doing that, there may still be 10 or 20 cards, sometimes 10 or 15 cards that are priced between that 30 cents and that $1.50 or between that 30 cents and $2. But I know that over time that inventory is going to sell off and over time I'm eventually going to be able to get that $1.50 or $2. And so if you don't need the immediate return, if you don't need that immediate flip, you can buy a card like that, reprice it, and wait and be patient, and eventually you know you're going to get that money. The second thing that I would say is I do that sometimes on some of the hockey and uh, upper deck EPAC cards. 
for whatever reason, there's such a flood of those when they first hit EPAC that there's a lot of EPAC cards that are out there for two cents. But when a card is going to sell on eBay, you can get 38 cents for it and still be listed at the minimum 99 cent auction. And so another strategy that I've been implementing lately is to buy some of these EPAC cards for two or three cents and reprice them for 38 cents and then just be patient and wait because an eBay buyer sees the same 99 cent price, whether it's my 38 cent card or whether it's a five cent card that somebody else has um, listed as the Com C price. And so that's a little bit more of an advanced strategy that a lot of people don't realize is that if your intent is to try to attract an eBay buyer or wait for an eBay buyer to come along, it doesn't matter if your card's sitting there at 38 cents and not the lowest price on Com C. It still looks like the lowest price card to an eBay buyer who's picking from the drop down. And so be patient if you can. Buy some of these low price cards, reprice for 35 or 38 cents, and wait and see what happens. And I've had a lot of success with that. Other people don't necessarily want to do that or don't have the patience for that, but it's another strategy that can work if you're patient enough to wait for it. Now, I guess as I'm talking about two cent cards, it's something else that maybe I should have pointed out at the very beginning is most of the time, if you're a brand new person on ComC and you've just opened up your account, the default option is kind of their standard shipping mode. And that embeds a 25 cent per card handling fee into the price of every card. And so for you, the the cheapest card you might see on the site is 27 or 28 cents or something like that. If you're going to get into flipping, I suggest you make the adjustment to your account so that you can remove that 25 cent handling fee. And so to do that, you're going to want to go into what's called advanced reseller mode. And so if you go into your dashboard, click on my dashboard, and then you go down to in the account menu on the left-hand side into the profile and options section, there's another drop-down in outgoing offers. And in that, it's going to say buying mode, and there's a simplified shipping mode, which is what I talked about first. And then there's the advanced reselling mode. And that advanced reselling mode removes that $0.25 per card charge from your initial purchase, and you only have to pay that if you decide to have a card shipped to you at some point in the future. That's how you get cards to show up for purchase at a penny or two pennies or three cents or five cents. And so if you're going to be flipping, that's the mode that you want to do in. So I recommend going into your settings, changing things to advanced reseller mode so you can start to find those cards for a penny or two pennies five cents, whatever it might be. So I wanted to point that out because I I have gotten a few questions about how I'm getting cards that cheap. Okay. And then the last flipping strategy that I want to touch on is just being very timely with when somebody has a a hot game or, um, you know, some kind of major event happens. There's so many cards listed on the site with so many sellers that it's not uncommon for some major price run-ups to to happen and there still be underpriced cards on the site. As more and more users go, the time that you've got to identify those opportunities is, is lower and lower, but there is opportunity to find some of those hot players buy a card and just wait for that price run up as it goes. And so, you know, 
don't overlook that as an opportunity, even though, in my opinion, it takes a little more work and there's a little more risk when you start to buy some of those higher-priced rookie cards or some of those higher-priced autos and things like that. There's opportunity to flip there, but in my opinion, it's a little more risk than some of the more guaranteed the guaranteed flips, I'm almost going to call them, when you've got a firm understanding of the market on some of these other cards. So that's kind of flipping 101 on Com C. You know, like I said, it's not the only, it's not necessarily the only strategy or the only way to go about it. But those are some of the basics, th- basic things that I used as I got started flipping on the site. So I hope you find them helpful. You know, by all means, reach out if you've got any questions or if that prompted any other thoughts or ideas. I'd love to hear from you. So don't hesitate to reach out. As always, you can get a hold of me at waxpackhero at gmail.com or you can follow me on Twitter at the Mike Summer or search Waxpack Hero on Facebook and Instagram as well. The ratings on Apple Podcasts continue to come in. I really appreciate that. Got GRS said, I enjoy Mike's tips and tricks. I appreciate him sharing out his secrets. And Big Shep 79 said, I love that Mike's doing these podcasts. He's helping educate collectors. Keep up the great work, Mike, and welcome to the podcast family. Thanks, Shep. You know, that's Shep is one of the co hosts of the About the Cards podcast, which is one of the podcasts that's part of the new show that I'm a part of called The Hobby Hotline. It's a live call-in show where callers can call in and ask several of us hobby podcast hosts about whatever topic is on their mind. And so maybe it's you want to know more about a set or know more about a certain issue or have a question uh, about collecting in general. We're happy to help. It's a new show. We're having a lot of fun with it. Um, And so tune in on Saturday mornings. Follow at Hobby Hotline on Twitter for more information. And I would say come back later this week for part three of our series where we'll cover selling on ComC, but from a submitting perspective and cover what you need to be thinking about when you get a shipment of cards ready to submit to ComC for resale. Well, thanks everybody for checking it out and I'll catch you next time.